thank you for tuning in to another episode of Unleash Faith. Welcome back if you are my faithful listener, and if you are new, I'm so glad you could join me this week. This podcast is intended for any woman who is willing to set aside and allow God to take full control over your life. Although I do have some guy listeners that do join me each week, and that is totally such a blessing to me as well. So continue to join me each week as I share moments of my life and how God is working on me. Allow me to become your mentor, your friend, and your sister in Christ as we live a radical life for Jesus together, learning tools and tips on how we can continue to mature in our faith daily. So if you're ready, grab a pen and your notepad and let's dig in. Hey y'all, welcome back to this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in again and hanging out with me. It is a joy to be able to do this. I love doing it. It just excites me week after week. I get to just share my heart, share what what God wants me to share with you, Um, getting the feedback from all of you. I love it. I love getting the uh, text messages saying, I saw this right after your podcast, or I wish you would get out of my head. Hey, it's not me. I'm doing exactly what God tells me to do. And when he tells me to do something, y'all know me, I'm going to do it. Uh, But if you are my casual doodler, my journaler, go ahead and get your notebooks out, get your Bibles. We are going to be in the book of Joshua, uh, really in the uh, second chapter today, because we're going to be talking about Rahab. Next week, we're going to be talking about Eve. I'm super excited for that. Um, She is obviously the first lady, as I say. And uh, just here, we're going to, it's going to be a little different, but I'm excited. Uh, I know her story is a little bit short, but her story is is just as important as everyone else's in the Bible. So obviously, we are going to be talking about it. Also, uh, just so you are aware some of you did not get to watch the live podcast with Jerome and I and that audio will actually be posted next week as well as a bonus episode so you will get to hear that playback and just to hear his heart and just how he chimed in because going into that he was like I'm just gonna ask you the questions I'm not gonna say anything and God just totally took him and transformed him and we are actually praying in advance for the next episode because he wants to do it monthly, which I am so all excited about. And uh, for my subscribers, you got your newsletter earlier this month and that was on there. So I'm excited now to finally share with someone else that we will be doing a husband and wife series and it's going to be called Two Disciples on a Pod. Uh, It is funny. It is the first thing that like I got when I was trying to think of like a series name and I just think it fits us because we are two peas in a pod and it's just so cute. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and get into Rahab's story here. Um, so get your Bibles, get your notepad, grab your coffee, um, just curl up and listen to me. And uh, I would love to hear your feedback. So on Facebook, on my website, email me, shoot me a message on any of my social media platforms. I want to know what stuck out to you in these readings and um, especially my women who are continuously to listen because we are talking about women in the Bible. I want to know who you're relating to, what God is showing you. Yes, some of these stories we have heard time and time again, but it's something different when we're in a particular season of our life and we hear the word of God in a different way. And I love that. And so... um, Like I said, the woman that we are discussing today is going to be Rahab. Unfortunately, 
her name comes with a negative aspect. Um, she is also referred as Rahab the harlot in scripture. Harlot is just another word for prostitute. You know, her being a prostitute and she took the risk for God's people and the story of Rahab, we're going to actually break it down and to learn the specific lie that she told that reflected her tremendous faith in God. And you might be wondering, like, how is a prostitute? And apparently you're saying that she's a liar, but and she obviously does have faith in God. But how's God going to use her? How is God going to use her? Just like he uses you and me, sister. None of us are perfect. All of us have some kind of background. We're all sinners. We all fall short of the glory, but God's grace is so amazing. And so today I'm going to be reading in the book of Joshua, like I said, mostly in chapter two. And this is where you're going to see Rahab and many of her characteristics, you know, just some of the correct characteristics that you're going to hear um, is going to be kind of like, you're going to see that she's like night and day. And yes, she was a prostitute. Yes, she was an outcast. She was a liar. And some will say though, that even though she was a liar, she was also some good things. She was faithful. She was strong. She was courageous for one. And we're going to get to that in just a minute. And she was loyal. You know, many of us have all of these traits or some of these traits. And I just want to read a little bit of her story. And then I want to look into her faith in God. You know, it was not unusual for random men to be in and out of her home due to the known occupation, obviously, of her being a prostitute. And so as we're reading this, I hope that the scripture, you're kind of able to visualize it in your head, or maybe you've seen, um, maybe you've seen certain episodes. I believe there's something on Hulu, and I'll have to look it up and see the specific name, but it's Women of the Bible. And I believe that it really... Her story is on there, I am almost certain. But I will look that up and put it in the comments and things below. But right now we're going to get into the book of Joshua. So it's going to be Joshua 2. And I'm going to start here in verse 2. And then we're going to be ending uh, around verse 13 or maybe a little bit longer. So verse 2 is saying, The king of Jericho was told, Look, some of the Israelites have come here tonight to spy off the land. So the king of Jericho sent this message to Rahab. Bring out the men who came to you and entered your house, because they have come to spy out the whole land. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. She said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were, uh, where they had come from. And at dusk, when it was time to close the city gate, they left. I don't know which way they went, she said. Go after them quickly. You may be able to catch up with them. But she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them under the stalks of flax she had laid out on the roof. So in this particular scripture, we can see that Rahab has already lied immediately, first off right there. But also she's faithful in the same piece of scripture. How do you think you might have reacted in this situation? You know, when they asked you, how do you think you would have reacted? Sorry about that. Someone is calling me and they know I'm busy, uh, but that happens. So uh, anyway, so God doesn't demand us to be perfect, you know, in all situations, but he does demand us that we must trust him and we must do our best in those situations, the best that we know how. going to continue to read. Uh, verse seven says, so the men set out their, 
set out in the pursuit of the spies on the road that leads them to the fords of the Jordan. And soon as they pursued, as the pursuers had gone out, the gate was shut. Before the spies lay down for the night, she went up on the floor and said to them, I know that the Lord has given you this land and that a great fear of you has fallen on us. So that all the who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea. For when you come out of Egypt and what you did to the Sion and Og, the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, whom completely destroyed. Verse 11 says, when we heard of it, our hearts melted in fear and everyone's courage fell because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven. Above, on, and on the earth. Above and on the earth below. So this shows that she's aware of God's power, but she's not living in fear because it, because of her faith. Even though she had little faith, she was willing to risk everything for a God that she barely knew, which I think is huge in general. Uh, verses 12 through 13 says here, Now then, please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family, because I have shown kindness to you. Give me sure sign that you will spare the lives of my father and mother and my sisters and bring all of them to me and that you will save us from death. So she was being protective and she was being loyal to her family. That, that is great. That's what all of us do. And by hiding the spies from the soldiers, she took a huge risk here of being killed and her family being killed had the soldiers found out she was lying. If we continue to read here, it says, verse 14, our lives for your lives, the men assured her, if you do not tell what we are doing, we will treat you kindly and faithfully when the Lord gives you the land. So she let them down by a rope through the window for the house she lived in was part of the city wall. She said to them, go to the hills so the pursuers will not find you. Hide yourselves there for three days until they return. And then go away. Now the men said to her, This oath you had made, swear, sw- us swear, are not binding, will not be binding on us, unless when we enter the land you have tied a scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down, and unless you have brought your father and mother, your brothers, and all of your family into your house. If any of them go outside into the street, their blood will be on their own hands. We will not be responsible. And for those of you, those who are in the house with you, their blood will be on our head if a hand is laid on them. But if you tell what, if you tell what we are doing, we will be released from the oath you made us swear. And she replied, agreed, let it be as you say. So she sent them away and they departed and she tied a scarlet cord in the window. So she made a deal with the spies here and they assured her neither her nor her family would be harmed when they came back to invade Jericho. You know, the only way that her and her family would be safe through the invasion is if she did, if she tied a red scarlet cord in the window that she let the spies escape from. But they didn't warn her. They did, I'm sorry. They did warn her that if she didn't do this, anybody who was within her household could be harmed. You know, and that if any of her family was outside of the home, when they returned, the blood would be on their own head. You may be asking yourself, too, like, why the scarlet cord? We obviously know that um, through certain versions that the scarlet cord is red. 
why isn't it purple? Why isn't it gold? Why isn't it white? Like the sign of surrendering. You might be asking yourself that. I was too. So then I obviously got into a rabbit hole. Y'all know how that happens. Y'all, I'm sure it happens to many of you out there who get uh, in those rabbit holes and get into those study modes. But the red represents the represents blood, which represents God's grace that binds the word all together um, and Christ's anointment. You know, it symbolizes symbolism in the Old Testament is kind of how Christ was hidden before the coming. Um, you know, this agreement too between Rahab and the spy shows her faith in God and that she's sparing the lives of these two men so that through her faith, she knows that she can rely on God's promises and that through faith, it will keep her family and, and her safe. And so when the Israelites moved back into Jericho, they tore up the city and they destroyed it. Every living, living thing in it, they burnt it to the ground. Men, women, children, animals, everything was destroyed. But obviously before, if you continue to read, but before going into Rahab's home, Joshua asked the two spies to go back to her home and bring her and her family to the place outside of the camp. So obviously we know that they're going to be able to find her home because of the scarlet cord. So once Rahab and her family were removed from the city, the entire city, like I said, got burnt to the ground. Rahab, boy, she took a huge leap of faith when she made the deal with the spies. She didn't know what the future had hold, but she surrendered everything, her fear, the anxieties, the unknown over to God. Maybe, you know, maybe you're feeling kind of like Rahab right now. Maybe you're needing to surrender your fears over to God. What is it that you want to give over to him? I am encouraging you to write it down, to speak it out loud and, you know, surrender it over to him. Let him restore you. Let him give assurance within your heart that through faith, he is in full control and that his promises to us will be fulfilled. Maybe you're battling something that God is showing you and you have fear of the unknown. The fear of the unknown is real. When we are stuck in a situation, a lot of times it's with maybe you're, you're diagnosed with something and you don't know what the future holds. That is a fear that can cripple you. It can make you paranoid. It can make you go home and start Googling crazy things. And then by the time you're done Googling, uh, if you do treatment, you're going to have, you know, an 11th toe or something. I mean, that's how crazy it can get. <laughs> but I mean, you have to, like Rahab, she has, you have to trust God and you have to believe that he is going to protect you. He is going to guide you. He is going to um, restore anything that you are dealing with, no matter the circumstances. Uh, there are two scriptures that I did write down on a sticky note that I wanted to share real quick. And the first one is going to be Hebrews eleven thirty one, And it says, by faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she was welcomed the spies, she was not killed in those who were disobedient. So by her faith, she was saved, but not even so much by her action, by her true faith that God was going to protect her, that these men who said that if you put that scarlet cord, we will surpass your house and no one inside of it will be harmed. The second one is James 2.25, and it says, in the same way, was not even Rahab, the prostitute, considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction. 
So for sparing these men's lives, God showed grace upon her by her actions, you know, to protect them. And that no matter of the circumstances of her background and who she was and what her label was or her occupation, she was still a woman of bold faith and God's grace had covered her. Being bold in your faith takes tremendous, tremendous, tremendous leap of faith. You have to have confidence in the Lord and you have to have confidence within yourself through Christ to be able to do things and be bold and speak his word and pray for strangers and do all of these crazy things that he asked us to do. But, um, but looking back real quick and knowing Rahab's past, a past filled with sin, a past filled with shame, Rahab, she maybe have felt that, you know, that even though she had faith in God, you know, she might not have barely, she may not have known him too well. Um, but she knew that he would never use her or so she felt that he would never use her in a way to honor him. But here in this moment through reading Joshua, we see in her life that she was reassured by his grace, that he placed her in a situation of fear when the spies entered her home, but because she trusted in God, she made an agreement with those men, which showed her confidence in her faith. God used her as a protector of those two men to inquire information about the city. So I think in a sense, we need to reevaluate ourselves at times and reflect on Rahab's life. She was living a life of daily sin day after day, but God was still able to use her. No matter of our past, we need to let it go and quit allowing it to rob us of the joys of tomorrow, the joys of today of tomorrow. We need to continue to have faith in God in all circumstances. We need to open our hearts and truly let God's grace and mercy cover us. We need to allow the spirit into in our presence so that it is able to transform us. We need to take these leaps of faith just like Rahab and truly let God do his works within our lives and put our words and our feelings into actions whenever God puts us in certain circumstances. We have to remember too that we will always feel uncomfortable and have fear whenever God is trying to use us. I mean, unless you are just solid and you are full of confidence and you just know like God sometimes puts us in sticky situations and you may feel uncomfortable. You may have a little bit of fear, but you can't allow that to stop you. You can't allow that to hinder a possibility of a blessing for you, for someone else. And you have to allow God to stretch you by doing things that are out of your comfort zone, that are not for our glory, but they're for his, you know. And we can see just by reading Rahab's story that God chooses people not by our past, but for the potential he sees in us. So many of us, um, other people see potential in us. And sometimes we don't see it until others bring it to our attention. I, for one, have been like that. I never thought that I would be speaking and teaching and doing all these things until someone said, I know you can do it. I see you doing it. And then gave me an opportunity. And well, here we are. It's it's amazing. I love doing it. I have full confidence that if I am asked to speak, you know, tonight, I would be able to um, have a message and have God's word and just be able to, in full confidence, 
speak whatever I needed to be spoken. And I just love that. And I pray that everyone out there listening is able to get to that point in your spiritual walk, that if you have an opportunity to share God's word, that you don't have to stop and think about it, that you you are in full confidence that he's going to give you the words and what you need to share in that moment. But, you know, and that goes again with our faith, that through our assurance and faith, we will find rest within our past, that it will be gone, that our past is wiped away, that meaning that we have to let go and we have to let God. And I know that is such a cliche, but we can't let the regret and the the trials that we've been through and all of those things break us down. You know, we can't allow it to label us. And unfortunately that happens and we, and certain people do that. They label certain people. And I hate that. That is definitely a pet peeve of mine, but it happens. But we can't let that label define us. We have to overcome those things. And that's where God's grace again comes back in. God's grace is what gives us, you know, rest of the past and things that used to define us. God will give you victory through that. You know, he will let your past rest when we surrender everything over to him. And Rahab was able to release her label and realize that God could and did use her. So I do have a question. I kind of jotted it down. What do you feel like you are allowing to hold you back from what God wants you to do? What is maybe a fear that is holding you back? You can write it down. Maybe it's the fear of feeling unqualified. Maybe it's the fear of I've been divorced. I, I you know, maybe it's a fear of lusting addiction maybe it's the fear of of you know there's so many fears out there that can cripple us and the fear of the unknown is huge but you know and I can kind of relate to a sense of Rahab in her story because for so long um obviously I was not a prostitute but I did try to find my worth and my wholeness through men. And I just felt like if I could get someone to say that they loved me or that showed me, you know, by buying me things or taking me to do these things that I was loved and that's all I needed in life. But it wasn't until God got a hold of me and I learned that through his love and his compassion, that is all I need in this world. And it was a long time coming. And unfortunately, when bad things happen in relationships, once you get into a God-filled, good relationship, sometimes that baggage from those past relationships come over. And you think that, yes, it's all good and it's great right now, but I know eventually what's going to happen. You can't have that mindset. You can't have that, you know, like going into it, knowing that, man, this is probably going to end up in a breakup. No, you can't have that mindset. You have to know that, Whenever God brings someone into your life, it is going to be amazing. You will know when it's God sent. You will know because things will line up. You will have those confirmations. Uh, And it's just such a great thing once you get to that point in a relationship. But before I do close in, I just want to give a quick little fact uh, about Rahab and about the genealogy. And and some of you probably out there already know, but because I've talked about Ruth before, but even though Rahab was known as a prostitute, she was still so important on that genealogy 
side. I know that sometimes it's confusing, but she ended up not just being a godly wife, but she was the mother of Boaz, who we know through Ruth's story was the one that she, that Ruth ended up marrying and he took her in as his wife after she lost her husband. Rahab was also the great, great grandmother of King David. And that is so like awesome in itself that God took this woman who was labeled as a sinful woman who was a prostitute and still used her. And I always say like, it is so good when God works through tough situations. And if you want as kind of a homework, you can read Ephesians 2, 11 through 22 and see how Rahab's experience to salvation is kind of similar to ours. But before we go, I do want to mention three things. Uh, definitely check out the website. It is unleashedfaith.com. There is some merchandise on the store now. Next week's episode, like I said earlier, is going to be about Eve. And the third thing is mark your calendars because on the 28th of February, we will be doing a live podcast at 7 p.m. with Jerome. And right now, God is shifting us towards the promises of God, which is going to be great. But uh, make sure that whatever platform you are listening on, that you hit the notification button, that you hit the little bell so that you don't miss any bonus episodes. I hope you enjoyed Rahab's story. I hope you got something out of it. I hope that you're able to release the fears that are holding you back from what God is wanting to do. He chose each and every one of us to be his daughter. He placed each and every hair on our head for that. We are specifically important to him. And I hope you guys have a fantastic week. Be blessed and stay focused.